welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about the best sequels of all time! Yes, we are here to finally settle the debate for what is the greatest sequel movie of all time. Oh yeah, better than the original. Better than the original. Like the top tier. Yeah. We're, we're naming them. It's Die Hard 2. It's... <laughs> <laughs> And today we're getting back to basics. It's just going to be Brando and I. Yeah, let's get into some BS. So today, we're going to settle the debate. We're going to figure out what is the greatest sequel of all time. But before we get into that, we want to give you a heads up on some stuff. Yes. Uh, first of all, you need to check out the merch we got yeah, on it's the awesome. heliosnetwork.com. I'm proud of that website. I made it myself. Yes, it's a great one. So it's not the best website. It's, not, it's simplistic, but it does the job. It's not like GeoCities, though. You know what I mean? Like You, you remember back in the day, like Angel Fire? Yo, you know gosh. what I'm talking about? E-bombs like, World? <laughs> Remember back on everyone's MySpace page when you'd like click on their page and like music would blast out of your speakers? Oh, God. I miss MySpace. There'd be some like twinkle, like a social media network with no algorithm and no like bullshit. That sounds fantastic. Dude, back back to to, hashtag back to MySpace. MySpace. Let's do it. But check us out at theheliosnetwork.com. You can see all of our amazing merch. We have Wasted Truth shirts. We have Brando and Owen pins. We have stickers. I Mm. love the stickers. I'm covering all of my little notebooks and everything in stickers. We got. Uh, yeah, banter and such condoms and the pasties are coming soon as well. <laughs> yes, because when you're going to Pound Town, yeah. you want to look down and see our faces <laughs> staring back up at you, cheering you, you on. on. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Yeah, like yeah. As well, if you'd like to support the show and make the condoms and pasties a reality, please check out our Patreon. The link is in the show description. Uh, it supports us to be able to do a lot more stuff, as well as not just banter and such, but the Helio Network as a whole. Uh, you get access to our bonus banter episodes, shout out episodes, discounts on merch, etc. And even you can suggest show topics. If you're like, hey, why hasn't banter and such done an episode on the best fitting condom? You could suggest yeah. that. We'll try them out. On our Patreon. But clearly the answer is XXL Magnums. No, it's Snuggies all day. <laughs> I like it nice and tight. <laughs> nice and tight. Very restrictive. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. we're going to get into the topic today. So we are. We're making a bold statement here. The idea was, what are the movie sequels that are like better than the yes. original? And there's always been this like big debate. And because most of the time, like 99% of the time, the sequel is significantly worse than the original. Yeah, especially in like the like 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, definitely like oh, yeah. recently you get a lot more like especially with the, like things like the MCU type thing where like oh they just keep making good movies. Movies, yeah. But back in the day, man, you knew when you were going to get a sequel, like it was just a cash in, there's no story. Plus yeah. like in the first movie finishes the story, you know. Yeah, because I mean that's back in the time when movies were written as a as a finite thing yeah there was no such thing as like open-ended movies it's not a franchise just in case the movie does well we write this open-ended so we could make a sequel Uh, they weren't creating the conan the barbarian cinematic universe yes Yes. (laughs) or the highlander because highlander 2 is also up there as one of the 
I can't finish that sentence. It's I so know. bad. Yeah, it is so wow. bad. We, we should do an episode on like worst sequels, sequels of all time. Highlander Two is definitely. Dude, you know what? We should do the worst sequels of all time, and also worst movie adaptations of all time. Like, even because uh, have you ever read? Have you ever read the in book the name Aragon? of the king with Jason with Jason Statham? There's so many, especially oh, fantasy. God. Oh, it's you know it'd so be bad. number one though. Dungeons and Dragons, dude. Don't stop, <laughs> stop. We got the new one coming out here in a few months. Dude, that's gonna so that's good. gonna redeem so the 2000 D and D movie. But so what we're talking about, and and I'm actually going a little bit further because we have a lot of honorary mentions. So we yes. didn't we didn't get into on our list. We don't have a lot that are like in a series. Like uh, I, we didn't put on like the two towers from Lord of the Rings things like that because that's no because those are the same movie. I thought that's only one movie. Yeah, that's, that's only right. one movie. That's right the middle now. part of one movie exactly. <laughs> but but like we didn't like you know the series and stuff. We were just looking at one and two, kind of their own story. But also, um, we're really specific here because it's not just what sequels are good movies, mm-hmm. um, but because a lot of them do really good, but they're just like more of the first one, which is, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. Okay, so for instance, let's give an example. Yeah. Uh, I think Home Alone 2 is possibly one of the best sequels of all time. That but, was interesting. You sent that to me. Yes. And I was like, well, I'm surprised. But to be honest, it's not really a sequel. It's just the same movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just set in New York yeah. rather than Chicago. Home Alone in New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, the exact same gags, the tortures, everything. So it's like we're, we're trying to do things that are like it, it expanded. It did it better rather than yeah. just recreating the magic of the first one. Yeah. You took the concept of the original and you did you elevated it or you took it in a brand new di- uh, direction, direction or something Or like it's that. just the first one was great, but the second one was just better yeah like just just next level yeah. stuff and we have top three of them here but we do want to mention some honorable mentions yes okay so i home alone 2 i think it, it should you should definitely talk about it. it it's a great movie i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know talk bad about anyone's likes or anything uh-huh but i, I actually disagree on that because i think i just love the first one the first so one's much. great yeah but home alone 2 i it, yeah. it potentially is better. Have you seen any of the other later Home Alone uh, movies? I remember watching them as a kid. There's like 16 Home Alone movies. Yeah, we talked about it last Christmas. <laughs> we and that new one where it. they made the, Yeah, it was so Every bad. Every Christmas, it's a bummer. It's so bad. Okay, another one is, and we won't talk about it because we talked about it already, but Blade 2. Blade 2. We just yeah. did an episode on Blade, but Blade 2 is a fantastic sequel. 100% yeah. is one of the best sequels of all time. Uh, this one, I mean, of course I have to put it up there because I'm such a huge Quinn Tarantino fan. Yes. But Kill Bill 2. You know what? Uh, that one, I don't know why, but a lot of people don't agree with that. And I think they are wrong. So here's the thing, and we're going to get into this a little bit with one of the movies we're going to be talking about. But it's it's honestly such a different style of movie. It really is very counter to the first one. It is, because the first one is so action-packed. Packed. It's so blood, guts, gory. I mean, you have the whole the crazy 88 scene that yeah. goes black and white. Incredible. Well, it, which is great. But the second one is a lot more about the story. It slows down a lot. And yeah. it, it's uh, a lot. It, so the first one's a lot more like the traditional action, like action, sa- yeah. like old style samurai movies that Kung Quentin Tarantino Fu, yeah. loves. The second one is a lot more of the lone warrior yes. uh, Kung Fu, which is funny because David Carradine's in it uh, and you, style. And you get all that dialogue yeah. in the second one. And it's it's just Tarantino as, as one of his best. I yes, mean, for sure. Um, another one, which and I actually don't agree with this one, but but it is at the top of a lot of people's lists, 
is Godfather Part Two. So my dad, I was back home in, uh, well, not back home. I was visiting my my family who just recently moved to Idaho this oh, past yeah. week for Thanksgiving. For yeah, yeah. And I was I broached this question w- with them because you had messaged me about it right right when I was with them. And my dad immediately goes, Godfather Two. And I was like, so many people do. But I'm like, is it better than the first one though? He goes, I I um I don't know. It depends on the day. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. That's my thing because I. I don't think the second one's better. And a lot of people do, and, so, and I respect yeah. that. But the first one is just, dude, it's unbeatable. So the man. first one is so iconic, but I would have to say the second one is the winner for me, strictly because of the throwback scenes with Robert De Niro. Um, which one is the one where Fredo betrays him? That's the second one. That's the second one, too, that, yeah. Ah, dang it, that yeah. scene See? is amazing. See? Yeah. Ah, well, we don't need to talk about Godfather 3, though. Well, here, no, no, yeah. no. Well, here's the thing, though, is... I think the Godfather Part Two wasn't that like the first movie sequel. Like I don't think I they were. I highly doubt that. I don't think they were doing movie sequels back then. They it just the idea hadn't occurred to the people in Hollywood. They're like, oh, we did the movie. It's done with. Go do a different movie. The Fall of a Nation in 1916 was the first ever movie sequel. Okay, so right after that, <laughs> yeah, Godfather right, yeah, 2. in 1918. <laughs> That's what they were yeah. filmed, right? When you were like 20 years old. <laughs> they were filmed on the Titanic. <laughs> uh, all right, so Godfather 2. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring up one that I think is is perfect example. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, the Doc Ock one. Yes. Is So Spider-Man 2 almost made our actual list, list for yes. today. And because it, it, it is just so amazing. The only thing is it doesn't. It doesn't like take the concept and, and do something. It's just more of Spider-Man yes. one, but but like even better than Spider-Man Fantastic, 1. Yes. But that that the whole Doc Ock and and him, oh my god, Toby Maguire. Dude, if you if you have not seen the original three Spider-Man movies with Toby Maguire. Oh, you, don't need to see, you don't need to see the third one. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you gotta finish the set, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not that great. Yeah. It's not that great. But the second one was for the longest time. Like people would say, what is the best superhero movie of all time? And they would say Spider-Man. Too, I mean, Spy- it's still up there for me. I mean, it, yeah. it, it Toby Maguire's great, but it's really Alfred Molina as Doc oh, Ock is so what good. is so perfect about it. I mean, we did, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home last well, year. When with they him. Brought, yeah. When they yeah. brought him back for that, he was just as good. Yeah. It was I, like he never stopped. Dude, I just watched this is completely off topic, but I, I just watched um, Maverick. Not Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. But Maverick, the uh, Mel Gibson Western movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the Western uh, movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what is it? Alfred Molina's in it, too. It's like one of his like one more random roles. And yeah. I was like, it's so bad, but he's great in it. He's great in everything. Yeah. Even in famous. Chocolat. I, I love watching like old movies. Say it with me now. Chocolat. 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 I love watching old movies and then like recognizing actors that I know because yeah. like when I watched it at the time they were nobodies so I didn't know <laughs> no, them. yeah but then they become somebody and then I go like years later and then go back and watch it and I'm like oh I know that guy dude we need to do a western yes episode let's and- let's do this let's do I'm ready to do a western <laughs> episode right now I know and a neo western uh, sure let's do it oh my gosh why have we not done these uh, yeah uh, and then of course the last one I guess I mean we have to talk about it yes. Uh, I, Empire Strikes Back. Oh no! Uh, well, oh, Top Gun Maverick. Top you Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. We had to mention that. that that's this year. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. But Top Gun Maverick just totally takes the the first movie was just this eighties like bro testosterone military movie. Yep. And it takes it and it has such I mean, heart we did, with we it. We did a whole episode on it. It's like thirty years later. Yeah, it's yeah, just amazing. It's, it's great. A, but yes, the greatest sequel of all time. We all know it is Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I mean, and it's the greatest sequel. It's clearly, it's clearly even of all of the our. Uh, we're gonna talk about our top three list. 
But clearly Empire is yeah. really number one. But we have a Star Wars podcast launching on the network soon, so we don't need to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it does take Star Wars. Was, yes. Because that's all it was, Star yeah. Wars. It was not A New Hope. Well, you, when it first came out, it was it was Star Wars. Yeah. And then Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, like six months later. Yeah. And but and it does, it meets all of our criteria. It yep. takes it, it elevates it, it, it twists it into something new, it changes the whole game. Empire Strikes Back is clearly the yes. best sequel of all time. In fact, I mean, a lot of people still to this day, after all this, after all this, is still the best Star Wars thing of all time. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I always go between that and Rogue One. But yeah. Rogue One isn't really a Star Wars. It Dude, doesn't have, feel Star Wars. Have you been watching Andor? No, I haven't. And we'll How have about... you not seen Andor? And you love Rogue One? Yeah, I know. Dude, you are in for a treat, man. No. You are this in... Is, this no, is you... a whole episode debate. What? Right now. Why are you resisting it? I, I've i watched the first two and a half episodes. Oh, okay. And you Loved like it. it. Loved it. Oh, okay. I yeah. think it's one of the best things that Star Wars has done in a long time. Probably since Rogue One or Mandalorian Season 1. It's very much like Rogue it's, One. And it's yeah. great. I love it. So what happened? The issue is I just don't care about Star Wars anymore. Oh, no. Star Wars has ruined Star Wars for no! me. No! <laughs> I have two Star Wars That's tattoos. So I have dedicated... Eight years of my life playing Star Wars Galaxies. Oh. Anyways, let's get into. All right, we're we're killing. We're running on the clock. Okay. Yeah. So these are in order. These are. We're gonna go three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Three, two, one. And these are our top three. Like I said, the, these are the best sequels of all time. They're better than the original. They took the original and then flipped it and did yeah. something. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on that segment on one of them. Okay. But I agree that it's a uh, it's a, one of the best sequels, even though it's not better than the original. Okay. And we'll get into that when we talk about that. And I'm guessing it's our number three on the list, which is Aliens. Yes, it is. James Cameron's Aliens. Aliens. All right. So little little history. So. The first episode ever of Banter and Such, we talked about Alien. Alien, the first one. The first one. That was on my, I think that was on my list of best movies of all, of all time. time. Yes, yeah. it was It was on your top three movies of all time. And at the time, I said it was better than the sequel Aliens. Well, I think it is. because it was on the list. I think it is. I Here yeah. is why I am okay with this on the greatest sequel of all time. They're two completely different movies. It is. Well, all of them are, but especially this one. This one, it really does make it feel like a different movie. So yeah. obviously the first one is a weird sci-fi horror movie. Yes. You don't really get to see the it's, xenomorph. Oh, it's atmospheric. Fearic. It's very slow. It's very slow. Yes. But it's so slow you don't know when the final when it finally starts and when it does, it just fucking goes. Yeah, there's there's only a handful of real punches in that movie. Um and the rest of it is just very slow atmosphere, but when it punches, it punches, man. And then in 1986, James Cameron comes out with the sequel. Yeah. So 70, Alien. 79 was the original, right? Was uh, it 79? Let's see here. I think 79, right at the end of the 70s. There's so many great movies that came out then. Oh my god. You got Star Wars, you got Superman, you got uh Alien. Alien was 79. 79 yeah. and then so 7 years later they make the sequel. Yeah. And and uh, so the first one was Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, who which is one of the greatest directors, a goat. Yeah, he's 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 simultaneously a great director and, and a, one of the worst, a total hack. Yeah, <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get yeah, with Ridley wait, Scott. It's one hundred percent true. Yeah, I'm like, what the? Are fuck you is- getting? <laughs> yeah. you know, Alien. Or are you getting Alien what was, Covenant? Alien Covenant. Oh God. Or uh, what, Russell Crowe's. 
Robin Hood movie. Oh, yes. Oh, geez. But you could also get Kingdom of Heaven, which is another great Ridley yeah, Scott The director's one. cut is incredible. incredible. Incredible, yeah. So, but then, so James Cameron comes along. Yes. And he does this. He does this sequel. It's not his thing. And the thing is, he takes this atmospheric, slow horror movie. Yep. And he it's completely transformed into this sci-fi action a, movie. A, a straight on the rails action movie. Yes. And the thing is, is what I love about the first one is the characters are so vulnerable. They're just like space truckers. Yeah. You know, and they don't have any weapons. There's only one xenomorph and they're just being picked off. They're just victims. And then in the sequel, they take they this. This is what the, how they flip the concept. Now we have. The most powerful people you can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. These are space marines. These are heroes. Each these are the heroes of every other movie. Yeah, these are like the master chiefs, right? Like yeah. they, they are not really master chief, but like they're going around and making sure that nobody is fucking anything up. Yeah, these are the guys who don't lose. Yeah, like, they're they're marines. Yes, yeah, and 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 even they show them as so confident and cocky and all this stuff. And then it's just full out action. Yep. And it's not one alien. It's just it's dozens, hundreds. We don't. I don't know how many, but uh, a shit ton. But it's just full out that, action. That, that is the actual. A, a shit ton. A shit ton is 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 what you call. It's like a gaggle of geese, a yeah, murder of crows, a, a, a shit ton, ton of xenomorphs. <laughs> that's that's in the dictionary. You can't yeah. argue with that. Yeah, if you look up shit ton, you're just gonna see a picture of like a thousand xenomorphs. This is all with their just phallus yeah. heads. Because what else? What else are you gonna say if you have a thousand xenomorphs running at you? That that's what. Bill how, how would character... you? Yeah. Hey how man, would... that's a shit ton of aliens. Game over, man. Game over, man. Shit ton of aliens. It's a shit ton. <laughs> That's exactly what he would say. <laughs> yes, it is. Which leads you to another thing. So, in the in the first movie, you have these wonderful characters, yep. right? You have uh, and Ridley R- Ripley wasn't even the the main character. She was just the one who survived. She was essentially the final girl. Yeah. But you have all of these interesting characters in the first one. When the second one, they're so different, but they're so interesting. I mean, you yeah. have Bill Paxton, who is this super Private cocky, Hudson. yeah, super cocky marine who. After his first encounter with the aliens, has a breakdown, and it's just—he's the one. He's the most quotable. He's at least yeah. he's the, it's game over, man. man it's game over. Yeah. Fantastic. Private Vasquez. You have Vasquez, who's a super oh macho chick lady. Yes. Then you have what's the blonde dude who's like in love with her? Like he's like her dude. Like oh man, uh, they're like bros. Private Drake. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how they're like making fun of each other and stuff. And then of course you have uh uh Lance Hendrickson is Bishop. The 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 so oh now we have uh an android again. Yes. But this time he is legitimately good. Yeah. But you're you're watching the whole movie going, all right, is he gonna turn when, back? Yeah, when when is it yeah, what is the, the uh the the mic gonna drop here? You yeah, know? yeah. And then you have uh the main guy, uh not not Corporal Hicks, is uh is it Hicks? I can't remember their names. Oh, uh, Corporal Hicks, yeah, Michael Michael Bean, Michael Bean, Michael yeah. Bean, Michael Bean. Um, so as Hicks, and he's like, he's he's a he's a kind of your le- classic leading man, yeah. But he's kind of understated and stuff. He's not like super macho. He's actually pretty quiet and shy in this movie. Definitely, but I mean, he still has like the. He demands respect, like the people, yeah, like yeah. you know, listen to him and whatnot. And he definitely keeps his head on straight for. The whole movie, yeah, yeah, rather than like you said, like Bill Paxson, you like freaking out after oh, the yeah. first time. But we love to watch his freakouts. Oh yeah, we, we love to watch him it's lose his so mind. good because we would, we yeah. would, <laughs> dude. Okay, so just imagine a shit ton, 
yeah, of xenomorphs yeah, are running at done, you. Man. And it's okay. So if they get close enough to you, they can harpoon you with their tail. Oh, yeah. They can scratch your face off with their claws. Yeah. Okay. They can uh, get you with the the, the, mouth. the, the, the penis mouth yeah. that they have. The juts uh, That can go through your skull, apparently. Yeah. Which is a real thing. Yeah. Like, they're real animals with that or shit. Or if they get too close to you and you shoot them or they spit on you, their blood or saliva is acid. Acid. No, not the saliva, just the blood. Yeah, just the blood is. It's just yeah. yeah. The right. saliva is sticky. Yeah, it's just sticky. It's still but still, that that's the thing. It's, it's like, probably how you got COVID. COVID came from xenomorph. That's where it came yeah, from. it was xenomorph <laughs> yeah, saliva. It's just, it's just it just it got in a guy. The ultimate and, killer is like, look, if we can't get to you, we're at least gonna give you COVID. There was a guy who had a face hugger and it fell off, and he immediately was like, I gotta get to an airport right, right now, now. <laughs> and fly to every major city in the fucking world. <laughs> yep, and that's where COVID is. <laughs> and that's how. <laughs> hey man, it's twenty twenty two. We're all a little. Hicks now. <laughs> oh, <all right>? God, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, which one was he? Hudson. Hudson, there we yeah. go. There. Let's see, I forget. But then you have Newt, who was a... was Newt's anytime, commander? Uh, yeah. Anytime you put a kid in it, you're like, okay, this yeah. is not going to be... But she was perfect, because she was traumatized. Yeah, 100%. She was just like, almost like an animal who survives. I mean, and there's a lot of it, too, even in with Sigourney Weaver's portrayal of Ripley in this one. She did such a great job of the, like... I know what's wrong and yeah. like what we're up against and no one's listening to me and that frustration oh, yeah. that she deals with and eventually like the overcome that she has to do and be- basically become the best soldier out of all of them. Yeah. And I think, okay, so Ripley, she survives in the first one. Yeah. But in this one, I think is where she's solidified as one of the greatest action stars of all time. 100%. One of the greatest characters of all time. Um, I mean, and, even in the, the third one, which is atrocious, she's great in that and is a badass. And that one yes, in yes. Resurrection. Like, From here on out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even in the first one, she's a badass. And that's one of the things I really liked about this series was it was one of like the first real like female protagonist that oh, yeah. was like didn't need a man, yeah. was like trying to get out on her own and was powerful. And she wasn't. She wasn't sexy at all. I mean, of, of course she's beautiful. She's attractive. Yeah. But it wasn't like, like you've had like. She, she wasn't in like a, like a bikini like, mail. Yeah. You know, like, like a World of Warcraft. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Bikini chain, chain mail. It just yeah. covers her tits and, and, and <laughs> yeah. the, vi- the, 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 the sexual bits. Yeah. But it leaves all the vitals open for attack. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm, I'm a powerful hero. It's like, no, uh, you're uh, a sex object. Yeah. You know? But, but Sigourney Weaver wasn't. That. I mean, Ripley was just like, she was just a, a, and apparently the original one, it was written to be gender neutral. Like, yeah, uh, in that, I mean, in the sense that it could be played by a man or a woman. They did, yeah, they didn't. Um, they did, they Scott didn't Ridley did yeah. not. It did not matter to yeah. him. And then and then, of course, you see that in the second one, you know, like she's but then they inject that motherly thing, especially in the director's cut yeah. where there's this cut scene where it shows because she's been asleep and cryo sleep for 50 years floating in space and they find her. And then she finds out her daughter died. Her daughter got old and then died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, that that goes into the plot of when she finds Newt, she has this maternal instinct to protect her, which is so cool, as opposed to like, oh, I'm a woman, so therefore I want to protect the kid. No, it's I just found out my daughter died. Yeah. And so of co- I'm mourning that. So, of course, I feel connection with Newt. Like all of that plays into like you're just rooting for him. You that's the thing about this movie. You care about these characters so yes. much, man, that when they get offed, you're like, no, no it's, it does a great job. And even uh, they're one of the greatest video games of all time. Yeah. It comes from this. It's called Alien Isolation. Oh, I've never played this. It's fantastic. If you haven't played it, get it. it. But it's a horror game, and it does a really good job. And actually, you play Ripley's daughter. 
oh, okay. in between that 50 year period and you're trying to find out what happened to your mom. Isn't that the one where you're it's like a, like a survival horror? Like you're yes. not like going and shooting the, aliens. There is one xenomorph on the ship and it's hunting everybody <laughs> yeah. and it is terrifying. I played it and legitimately screamed a bunch. I love but like it. that's just a testament to how great of a job Scott Ridley, I almost said Scott Ripley. Scott Scott Ridley. Ridley did, Scott. Ridley Scott, whatever. Yeah. Did with having to set up this. And then James Cameron just is like, I get what you're going for. We're going to build this mythos. But instead, now we're just going to turn it into an action movie yeah. that just fucking rocks. And it does. And it's fun. But it's still scary. It's yeah. still, they don't, it, it managed, because a lot of movies fail at this where, oh, then they make the monsters look uh, just easy and you ruin them. You know, but no, the the xenomorphs are still formidable yeah. and scary. I, what I thought was interesting is I learned uh, with the one thing about the behind the scenes of doing this mm-hmm. is it was filmed in uh, a British uh, uh, studio. Yep, and uh, there's a British team. It's, it's famous. They do a lot of Hollywood uh, movies over there. I can't remember the name of it right now. Pine Pinewood actually, I think Pine, it's called yep. Pinewood Studios. So it's where anyway. like all the Star Wars and everything like that is. Yeah, yeah, now. super famous mm-hmm. and uh, but. Uh, so they had a lot of these guys had filmed with Ridley Scott when he did Alien, and they were huge fans of, of Ridley Scott. And so then when James Cameron came in, he the only movie he made he made Terminator. Yep, and that was his like first really big movie. And the studio said, okay, if Terminator does well, we'll let you direct Aliens. <laughs> and of course, Terminator did super well, super well. And so they let him direct Aliens. But the thing is, he was filming Aliens, and Terminator had not yet come out in England. So none of those guys had seen Terminator. Oh, really? So they saw this young dude who had no movies, and they fucking hated him. Like, throughout <laughs> the whole production of the movie, they're like, you took Ridley Scott's movie, and you're doing your young kid thing. And they hate, and they had no respect for him. And he hated them because they were, like, in British unions. And, like, in the oh, union, yeah. they were legally obligated to take breaks for tea time. And they had to shut down filming so they could stop and have tea time. Yeah. And so they both hated each other throughout the whole filming of this movie. And I just think that's hilarious. Spot on. (laughs) And they created a masterpiece. Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. I I mean, we we do need to move on to the next movie, but we can't move on without talking about that final fight scene with Ripley and the exo robot oh. skeleton. I don't even know what to call that. The thing. loader. What is the it called? The loader. Yeah. The, the the forklift loader. Yeah. And oh. she she's battling the queen alien. The queen. We didn't even mention the queen. Huge. Yes. Right. It's like a fucking like a it's like a T Rex size a xenomorph. Yes. And she gets in the loader and is trying to duke it out with it. Yeah. So the scenes with the queen. Um. I I know specifically when they meet her in the queen's chamber where mm-hmm. she's got all the eggs. All of those are in camera. Like yes. she's a giant puppet is what she is. Yep. Animatronics. But she Jim Henson. They did not erase anything. Like what they what you see is what they actually filmed. They didn't go in later and digitally erase like nope. lines. I mean, and, you, and at stuff. this time you really couldn't. Isn't that crazy? So they had this giant puppet animatronic thing that they were controlling, and they did it in such a way that you cannot see it. And that's you what can't like tell. I go on nerdgasms all the time about oh, yeah. old movies like this, right? Or it's it's weird to call it an old movie, but it's an old movie like this. Well, eighty. What did you that, say? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. It didn't have yeah. access to CGI really much. Yeah. You know, they could do some like painting out here and there on film very minimal but stuff, very minimal yeah. stuff and it's like well how do we make this work and they had to figure out ways to make it work in camera yes and there's something to it where it's like yeah that thing i can tell yeah it's animatronic but i don't care but it because it, it's real it, it's real it's yes. real it's tangible i can see how cool it is i look at it and go this is dope like they had 
they had people that had to like what I think there was what like twelve or fourteen people yes. were used to 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 make the queen move. Yes. Right? So you had to have all those people that yes. had to learn how to do that. Preach, the, preach. Then you had set dressers and set design. Yes. Right? Then you had to have someone that drawed up. And then how how in the world do you even make something? Is it made out of cardboard? Yeah. Like exactly. what, latex? What's the material? Yeah. yeah. But but and, and someone sat down and thought of all that stuff and created it from scratch. Mm-hmm. And it's multiple different mediums. It's multiple different artists. It's multiple different visions all coming together. It's so many different kinds of special effects. It's yes. not just a guy sitting down with software at a computer, although that is amazing. It's amazing. I, I don't want to downplay that because what it, the artists are able to do with computers yeah. is amazing. But this is like this is like actual physical materials that they created for real. Yes. And and no and no one knew how to do this. And no you one... could, the acting of that is even better. And that's one of the things I always want to talk about is yes. where it's like the actor gets to see what it, it is it's facing up against. Can you imagine that? I've thought about that like terrifying being, being in movies like this. Yeah. Like like in Jurassic Park where there's like a real fucking T-Rex. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like if can you imagine being one of those actors where you know it's a robot. Would you still be scared though? Oh, 100%. I think I would. Well, 100% I'd I would still, still be, scared. be a little yeah. nervous. If if a fucking queen xenomorph came out, it's like <laughs> yeah. and you're like you're like, "Oh, and I got a I got a surprise for you." I can see the puppeteers, but I'm still scared. Yeah, I'm oh, and I got a surprise for you. It's your birthday. <laughs> I got you something cool. It's fake though, but I still want you to know, like it's cool. And all suddenly, just a queen xenomorph pops around the corner. I would still run. I would run. You know, I would run. You know what I'm thinking of now is like at night when they all go home and they just like they turn off the lights in like the big giant warehouse. Oh yeah. And the thing is just sitting there in the dark. You know what I mean? Do you think there's like some janitor like after everyone's (laughs) left and some just guys just like cleaning the toilets or whatever? Can you imagine being that guy? And then it's like, like, I'm all right, I'm done. I'm walking to my car, and you walk past that fucking thing just over in the corner, just sitting there, standing there menacing, (laughs) staring at you. I'd be like, what the fuck? I just imagine it's always wet and saliva's always dripping off it, too. (laughs) I just, I would not, I would be like, look, boss, I can't clean those. I can't. This is some Five Nights at Freddy's shit that I'm not ready for. (laughs) I'm going to do the studio over here where they're filming a Hallmark movie. Five Nights at Freddy's even scarier. They're xenomorphs. (laughs) That's what it is. Oh, okay. We we got to go on to our next one. All right. Uh, so our number two best sequel. <laughs> you said number two. Number two, poo. Uh, best sequel of all time, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. The, and The Dark Knight, baby. Uh, so this is a part of the Christopher Nolan Batman series, and we have talked about it a little bit in our Batman episode. Uh, but uh, fun- we almost talked about all these movies on previous episodes. Yeah, but a little bit. But it was like it was like big but, and big. But the thing yeah. is, in the in the Batman movie, we didn't really get into the Nolan movie. We, we, we spent so much time with Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher. Schumacher oh God, <laughs> we had so much fun. Yeah. We stopped at Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's true. We did. <laughs> uh, we just did the '90s, basically. But man, like I'm gonna say this now: the first Batman, Batman Begins, when it came out, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. Saw it, I was like, this is fantastic. It's amazing. Yes, I watch it now, and I'm like, this movie sucks. See, that's funny that you say that because I don't have a diminished experience with that movie. Oh, it's severely diminished. Really? For me. What yeah. about it is diminished? Um, I, th- I think the storytelling of the second and third one is significantly better. The, pacing, the third one? The third one's actually my favorite of the trilogy. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises is my favorite Talk about of the trilogy. unpopular opinions. I know, right? Uh, 
I like the third one though. I think a lot third, of people. Yeah. I think it's over hated. I think so too. It's just I I think the first two are especially the second one is such a masterpiece. The third one had it was almost impossible to be a third movie to that. that I mean, I, that's also fair. The first one as well. I don't like it where it's like you can't kill me. You have rules. It's like that doesn't mean I have to save you. And just oh, floats yeah. away. I'm like you murdered him. Hey, can we be clear here that he kills people in all three of those movies? He 100 kills people, including the Dark Knight, where it's like oh I'm gonna make you break your one rule, and he's like I'm not gonna do it. And then he fucking does. <laughs> like he kills. Did you know Batman kills people in every single movie that he's in? Yes. Including the Adam West movie. Like oh, he, 100%. He ends up killing someone in that movie too. But I think the only movie he doesn't is, I think Batman and Robin, I think is the only movie he doesn't kill somebody. No, he, he, he killed my sense of childhood. <laughs> For sure. He killed that, that franchise. One. He killed that franchise as well. <laughs> but anyway, so the Dark Knight, and you might be saying, okay, this doesn't fit your criteria because it's just more of the same, but it's not. Because if you look at Batman Begins- Oh, it's two completely different movies. Yeah, Batman Begins is an action movie. It's a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. But The Dark Knight is a crime drama. It's a crime thriller. Yeah. And it, and that's what Batman is supposed to be. I, lo yes. I love me some beat-em-up Batman, but at its core, Batman is supposed to be a crime thriller. I, and I've heard people call it Law & Order Gotham. Yeah, also fair. That's that's a great <laughs> yeah. one, too. I mean, and it is. And yeah. you might look at this- SVU special crime. <laughs> yeah. Alfred, why is all the crime seats covered in cum and jizz? <laughs> Don't my bad guys know that DNA can be found in that? Have you seen which ice is Ice Cube? Ice T? I can't remember which one. It's Ice T. Ice T. Have you seen the one where Ice T is like continually confused of people committing perverted crimes, but he's <laughs> in the in the sexual crimes unit? He's like, you mean to tell me that they broke his fingers and then made him play piano? <laughs> like he keeps asking these questions. Like, you mean to tell me he likes to look at little girls? It's like, dude, you're in the SCVU. <laughs> like, you should know that people do. St all right, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> but. But it is a crime drama. It's amazing. And here's the thing what's great about it now, and, and, and I encourage all of our listeners to go back and watch it now, especially post-MCU. Yeah. Because MCU's made all these great superhero movies. But you go back and you watch this movie, you realize, look how subtle this movie is. Look how it's much slower paced. Yes. It's not nowhere near as bombastic as the MCU. No. I mean, the, the opening scene is pretty crazy with the bank robbery. Oh my god! But it sets up I mean, it sets up the movie perfectly where every single person kills the uh, the next and, and whatnot and like with them zip lining in the bus and oh, all yes. that stuff. It's, it's a great, it sets it up perfectly. But yeah, I mean, it definitely, it slows it down. Mm -hmm. It makes it, you know, and honestly, one of the things I love about this movie too is the score. Just that that violin oh, throughout the yeah. entire movie that's just like screeching on one note for far too long. Well, specifically for one character. Oh, it's a Joker. Who is, and I'm going to make possibly my controversial statement of the episode. Okay. The greatest villain of all Time. Are you saying the Joker or Heath Ledger is the Joker? I am saying the Joker, and I'm saying Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker is the best portrayal so of the Joker. Yeah. Okay. So both. I say this is the greatest movie villain of all time, and I'm and I'm calling him the greatest villain I, of any medium of all time. I, I'm having severe deja vu. I mean, we 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 have almost seventy plus episodes in the bank right now. I don't I think like we've we talked about this. I, okay. Because I proposed this as a master and debaters topic. Oh, that's right. Okay. So because I remember will who say... I said it should debate. Me and you? No, no. Who should be? Who would the other villain be? No, I, I said who? Who's the better villain, Joker or this villain? Oh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Do I get a trivia point for that? No. <laughs> no. Uh, that on, is a good honestly, question. Though, it is right? a great question. I actually, if you want to keep it in the comic book realm, uh -huh. uh, I say that with quotes. 
uh, is Joker versus Magneto. Magneto, okay. So I actually think Magneto is the greatest written villain of all time. He's great in the comics. Great in the comics. He's he's good. He's good in the movies. Yeah, he's too. great in the movies too. He's uh, good, but, but he's not like the Joker's probably the most terrifying villain though, just because there is no rhyme or reason. He has no backstory. Yeah. It's, he, yeah. He's just a force of nature. He, he's and, a force of chaos. And he's Heath chaos. Ledger does such a great job yeah. portraying that. For instance, whenever he's like, you want to know how I got these scars? Oh, yeah. He changes the story every time. Yeah. Which yeah. is fantastic. So, and, and uh, there's so many things like his prosthetics were like bothering him. So he he started licking his lips. Yep. And he incorporated that as a tick. Like if you watch his performance as the Joker, he has – he. He has so much ticks in the way he moves. He twitches his head or he moves his eyes or licks or his lips. Just that his blank stare. Yes. It's a blank stare, but it's filled with such rage. Yes. And, and it's and, and insanity. I mean, yeah. and he's 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 not afraid of anything like his. I mean, that scene. And I forgot to ask about the first one uh, because I want to ask your favorite scene of the. Oh, of the that's movie right. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I'll ask you that. What, what's okay. your favorite scene of the Dark Knight? Of the Dark Knight? Yeah. Um, it, th- th- this ha- needs some context. It's the scene with Heath Ledger or the Joker and Two Face in the hospital. Oh, room, okay. Right after Harvey Dent gets burnt, where up. he's dressed up as the, as the, nurse, the nurse. He's got the revolver. Yeah. Yes. So there's a, a story that Aaron, uh, Aaron Eckhart is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah Aaron Eckhart. That's Two Face. Two Face tells where he was laying in the bed for 30 minutes as they were doing the prosthetics and stuff like that. Yeah. And Heath Ledger as a Joker was just pacing oh. in the room, staring yeah. at Aaron Eckhart. Like yeah. as a Joker, like he and, and and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just created this intensity between them this two. Tension, yeah. And it it you see it in the scene, and there's part of it is uh right when the scene starts and he comes down. Uh, Aaron Eckhart improved as Two Face trying to hit Joker, and it, it was like Heath Ledger was there with him and caught the hand. Oh, and then put the gun in his hand and put the gun in hand. Oh, that was improved. That's and, brilliant. And that, and so they they yell cut, and Heath Ledger just looks at Aaron Eckhart and it goes, and that's what acting is all about. You know what, man? So Heath Ledger and Joker's performance gets so much attention as it should. Yes. Um. But Aaron Eckhart as as Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent and then Two Face, he is fantastic. Also, yes, man. and it's it's hard, like you said, because it's just Heath Ledger. Yeah, it's it, it's a Heath Ledger movie, and I am sorry to say that we all gave him so much hate when we all found out that he got casted as a Joker. Everyone did, and he the, proved us a wrong. Knight's Tale, Tale. Oh, yeah. the guy from A <laughs> Knight's Tale. Ten things I hate about you. Oh, really, God. he was in like rom coms and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite scene, I I think, is that scene of it's the interrogation scene at the oh, Gotham man. PD where uh, uh, Gordon they capture the Joker and mm-hmm. Gordon uh, interrogates him and then flips the light on and Batman's been standing, standing behind there. the wall. Oh, so good! And then they sit down and they they this is it's, it's a fight scene, mm-hmm. but it's it's just dialogue. And anytime you have great, well written characters, it acted by great actors. Yeah. Anytime you have that. You have to have a scene where you put them at a table across from each other. Oh, 100%. And and so many movies do this, and it's brilliant, because that's going to be the best. And that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. And the thing is, like, Batman was disarmed. He couldn't use any of his tactics because nothing worked on the Joker. Nope. Like, he would just look at you, and he, he didn't care. And, and what I liked how they did with the Joker in this one, too, 
is they made it where he could just look at you and know the one thing to say that would piss you off. Yes. Oh, when he had that that cop later on. Exactly, where the cop is like, he's like talking about like, you know, those intimate moments right before somebody dies. And he's like, so I knew your friends better than you did. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it just, and he he said, you want to know which one of your friends was a coward? Coward? Yeah. Or something like that. Oh, gosh, man. And- or like begged for their life and yeah and then the cop is like here we go yeah but the joker needed him to do that because he needed to like have that the glass shard and that's what's great about that and even the scene with joker in uh when he first meets with uh gotham's underground oh and like the kill this fool yeah and he just has that grenade want to see vest. magic switch trick, trick. Oh, yeah. yeah and then he, he the pensil trick <laughs> the pencil yeah want to yeah. see a pencil disappear yeah yeah uh he and but when he grabs the the grenade vest there's no like even though I know it's a movie, uh-huh. I'm like that. Heath Ledger played it so well that I knew, like, he truly believed. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. If he needed to, he just pull that. Pull and and kill, kill us all. That's yeah. fine. He's the agent of chaos. And that's the thing about this movie is like, because uh, of course we keep comparing it to the MCU because that's the big superhero yeah. franchise. But with the MCU, there's so much. What's so fun about it is, you know, there's just big spectacle, big action, big adventure. It's just beautiful and fun. Whereas if you look at the Dark Knight, um. The one thing, like Christopher Nolan cannot film a fight scene to save his life. No. Like, all of his fight scenes are terrible. The yes. fight, In fact, all of the fight scenes in this movie are not good. No. And normally, I would hate on that because it's a Batman movie. So yes. you need to do combat right, right? 100%. But the, the thing about this is, the thing of this movie is the story. Yeah. The story is so compelling. It's so that when they do have a shitty fight scene <laughs> up there, you don't care because what's happening story wise is so you're just in it. You're leaning 100. into yeah. it, man. I mean, I, I have to agree with you on every single aspect of that. And I mean, is this the one that's I'm not wearing hockey pants? That's this uh, one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. I'm not yeah. wearing hockey pants. And it's like so it's like jokes about that and kind of stuff like that. But you're right, man. Like Nolan needs to hire a, action, a fight choreographer, a, a fight yeah. choreographer, and fight cinematographer. What's the name? Joe Mangello in oh, there, God. or or what's the name? Scott Adkins. In Scott Adkins. Yeah. yeah. Oh guys. my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, anyways, I love this movie, well, man. Yeah. And you mentioned the humor too. There's like a ton of humor in this. There is a lot, but it's a lot of dark humor. Subtle. And, very. I subtle. mean, even with like how the Joker portrays and does things, it's 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 great. I highly recommend, especially after watching the MCU, because the MCU takes us to another place and gets us used to that kind of superhero movie. Yes. And then you go back and you watch The Dark Knight and it is so different and so refreshing. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, man. this one definitely feels a lot more grounded. Like if, oh, yeah. if oh, yeah. this was to happen in real life, the Nolan movies was how it would probably go. Yeah, and I'm Besides not, the Batman And take. that's not a negative thing on the MCU. The MCU needs to be what yes. it is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Take talk Iron about Man escapism. to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escapism, sure, let's but go. But with this one, it's like, oh, it's just a, it's just an incredibly compelling story. So are we ready for number one? Is it is it time to go to the uh, number one? I think it is time to okay. go to number the number one best sequel, sequel of, all of all time is Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Yes, that's right. Two James Cameron movies that's right. in this episode. Yes. Dude, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, the 90s movie, Schwarzenegger. Dude, this is the best movie sequel of all time. Yes. And one of the reasons is, is because it's... One of the best movies of all time. This is the, in fact, and you can make an argument for this movie being the best action movie of all time. I mean, what other movie would you, if you said best action movie of all time, 
Like if you get a handful you of movies, you asked me this, and immediately the first John Wick always comes to John mind. Wick, uh, Die Hard, Die Hard, right? Predator. Yeah, Predator. Um, See, these are all great movies. Great movies. Oh man, now now I'm lacking. I know, um, right? It's it's when I put you on the spot. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. hard to do. The Matrix. But, yeah. Oh yeah. There the we, we just but, named two Arnold Schwarzenegger's and two Keanu Reeves movies. <laughs> <laughs> point blank. Oh god. <laughs> point point blank. Point break. Point break. Point break. There point we go. Break, yeah. Point blank. Was that what was that? Wasn't that like a. Uh, I don't know. know. Anyway, the point is, this is arguably the best action movie of all time. And the thing is, the the first Terminator movie is a monster movie. Yes. And so that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of parallels between this and Aliens because obviously both James Cameron, but it took what was really a thriller monster movie, which was The Terminator, the first, or Terminator, yeah, it's the first a ch- one. It's a chase movie. Yeah, yes. it's a monster chase, chase movie. movie. Yeah. It's it's the it's the Michael Myers thing. It's the unstoppable exactly. force that just keeps yeah. going, and you can't, it, like, no matter what you do, yeah. no matter how fast you run, how far you go, he's going to find you, he's going to catch you, up. You could put the first Terminator movie in with with Halloween, yeah. with, with Easily. You know, Jason. And truly, yeah. it is terrifying. The first one is a, does a really good job, where this one, they drop the horror Yep. And they just go, we're just going to make an action movie. Yeah. Well, and get and, down. But they take it in a way that makes total sense. Yeah. You know, and 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 what's interesting is when it re- when it first came out and they were showing all the movie trailers, you know, nobody knew, you know. Remember at this time, the first movie was out, Schwarzenegger was the monster in the first movie. Yeah. And this one showed Schwarzenegger and the shape-shifting Robert Patrick. Thousand, you know, yeah. And so you're like, "Oh crap, now there's two Terminators after John Connor." And People didn't know until they sat down. In fact, it's that scene where he's running from the arcade. John Connor is. John, yep. And he go. He's at the mall, and he goes into one of those back hallways. And he and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is carrying the bouquet of yeah, roses on one side, <laughs> and the other side is uh, T-1000. the T one thousand. And if it, we know now, but at the time you were like, "Oh, he's fucked." <laughs> yeah. And then Terminator's like, "Get down, get down." And you're like, "Oh, he's a good guy, <laughs> dude." And it was so cool to, to take it. In a different direction, even with the bad guy, like the T one thousand, is such a great villain as a concept. Yeah, right. Like the metamorphic can be anything. Yeah, imitate anyone. How how do you how do you create another unstoppable monster? Because with the original Terminator, he's just he's a steel like robot. Just yeah. you can't like unstoppable. So if you were to just do another bigger, stronger steel, that would have been lame. Yeah. But no, he, he's all morphing and liquid and it's like, that's brilliant. It, 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 they did, you know, the Terminator is a jackhammer and the T-1000 is a scalpel. Oh yes. And both yes. are terrifying in their own rights and used in two different ways. Yes. But trust me, when it came down to it, you don't want to be up against the scalpel either. Yes. And that's, what's beautiful about this concept is Sarah Connor has has it's years later and she's she went from the damsel in distress of the first movie to like yeah. she's like no I'm the hero now she's I'm, the fucking badass of yeah the movie. she's another Ellen Ripley like yep. character you one of the great like female action heroes of all time one of the great action heroes of all time and so but it makes logical sense that now she is she's a doomsday prepper right she's like I'm preparing for doomsday or judgment day or whatever she's like I'm gonna get guns and and canned food but then it's like okay you're crazy you're in a mental yeah. asylum. All of this makes sense, you know, and then and and then if you reprogram the Terminator and send him to protect John Connor, everything that happens and the, the the fact that it's an action movie now, 
all of that makes sense because now you have two Terminators fighting each other. Which is makes for a great scene. And the unfortunate part is this is the last good Terminator movie we've ever had. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, because from then on, they were just like, oh, Terminators are action movies. So they just made more action, action movies. Movie. What, and it just, and that's just... what they, they lost the soul, the yes. heart yes. of of what made Terminator great. And it wasn't the action's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's it's it is the story. Yeah. It is the tension of how do we stop mm-hmm. the the t- Judgment Day from coming? Yeah, but the other one's like, oh, we're just gonna make an action movie, not really worry about it. And it, with this one, it's like, okay, we need to keep John Connor alive because now you know he he is the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, so that we have to do this. We have to go save his mom. Then we're gonna go in the desert. We're gonna have all these like philosophical talks. We're gonna train the Terminator to be more human because now John Connor finally has like a father figure. Yeah, yeah. And that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so like, there's all these great little beats in oh, the amazing. story yeah. that break up the tension that make it feel like an actual movie. Yeah. Rather than like Terminator Three was just it's just spectacle it's it just was, yeah, special it, effects yeah and it, then salvation day salvation know. was the christian bale one i don't even know which yeah. didn't even make sense and i thought it was going to be cool to have one that said in the future it sucked well you have the concept is a great science fiction concept this yeah. is this is artificial intelligence rising up to kill us yes this and it's an unstoppable inevitability right and and that's a scary thing do something interesting with that concept. Like right now, that's a world we're living in. Yeah. We're going to make artificial intelligence. Are, are, you know, what happens if they get out of control and we can't control them? You know, and that's a scary thing. But they don't do that. It's just it's just more robots shooting things. Yeah, there, there's no real explanation. They just give you like 30 seconds of yeah. of dialogue. And it's like, all right, here you go. And it's like, cool. Like, I, I like that in action movies. But like you've set up an entire like mythos here. Yeah. We need more of it. Well, that's right? a big part of, of this second one too, is the idea of preventing judgment day. Yeah. That was a really cool part of this movie. And again, it makes you're watching it and you're like, yes, that makes sense. Miles Dyson mm-hmm. is the one who invented the Terminator. Go ju- go it, shoot that dude, yeah, man. Because it was left <laughs> it was a leftover hand from the first one. Yeah, which is cool. They tied it to the yep. original. Yeah. But it's like, of course, go kill that. And of course you get the trolley uh uh, uh argument, right? Is it okay to kill this one person to save, save yeah. billions? Well, like more. if you went back in time, would and you the kill would, yes, you, would you kill baby Hitler? Yeah. Yeah, but you'd choke out a baby. Yeah, but you're choking out a baby. Yeah. And it's like the baby hasn't done anything yet to deserve yeah. to die, but yeah. you know where it's it's going. I think if I had a if I had a time machine, I would I would go I wouldn't go back to where he's a baby. I'd go back to where he's in art school, because I could choke out an adult. <laughs> it's your kung fu skills just come. Yeah, to you? I could yeah. I could when I need them, I call them and I'm yeah. like, here I am. So I you're would going go, down. I teenage would go Hitler. back to like 1923 <laughs> when Hitler was in Landsberg prison. Yeah, fun little trivia fact for you. Is that related to your family? Yeah. What? Yeah. So that's my, cool. Yeah. So for the listeners at home, my last name's Landsberg, and there's a city in Germany. And that's where prison, uh, where Adolf Hitler's wrote Mein Kampf was in Landsberg prison. Oh yeah, well and I would just go there and kill him. Go, go in back prison, like meet your ancestors. Yeah, so it'd be like a Back to the Future thing. Yeah, oh god, like you would have sex with your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> and like, and then it's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, she's like, no, why do you have to leave? Like, I have to kill Hitler. There, yeah, she's like, who the hell is Hitler? No, I would just be to all my family. It's like, hey, um. <laughs> I'm going to kill this dude, but if things still go south, can you get out of Germany before 1933? <laughs> yes. Just get, just don't, don't ask questions. 
Just leave. <laughs> just leave. Here's here's ten dollars. <laughs> buy <laughs> buy a ride on the Titanic <laughs> and get out of here. Oh no! Oh, ah, I did it again. Oh, you wiped out of existence <laughs> again. <laughs> what are we talking about? about? So, what's your favorite scene in Terminator Two? <laughs> Okay, my favorite scene in Terminator 2 is it's near the end. It's when um they're Terminator uh, T1000 is chasing them and he's mm-hmm. got in that semi truck and they're in a SWAT truck. The the good guys and 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 uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is just unloading every Everything, weapon he has. Yeah. He's standing on the hood and unloads an M16. And he flips the truck and of course uh, they freeze the T1000. With the liquid nitrogen or mm-hmm. whatever, and they break them apart, and just all of that is just they keep just throwing everything they can at yep. him, and it doesn't stop him. And then he breaks apart, and you're like, "Yay!" Because and he comes back, back, yeah. Because in the first one, like we said, he's the unstoppable monster, so you need something that even the unstoppable monster is scared of. Oh yeah, and that's a T one thousand. I actually was going to say the exact same thing. It's that scene when the T one thousand gets frozen. Yeah, and he, chill out. <laughs> or what does he say? No, he does not. It does, he says a cheesy he one-liner. Does he? No, he says Hasta la Vista, baby. That's, that's where oh, Hasta la yeah, Vista, baby, is. Yeah, yeah. because earlier uh, at the desert, John Connor had taught him. He said, you got to say cool things like Hasta la Vista, baby. And that's when he says it because he shoots him with a grenade. He says, Hasta la Vista, baby. And pow! And he breaks it into a million pieces. That's the scene I'm telling you. You're looking it up right now. I, I am it. looking it up right now. It. You're not getting a trivia point, by the way. Uh, I should. I should. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's going to take me a while. Anyway, uh, but that's another thing, though, is the practical effects in this movie. We talked about this in mm-hmm. Aliens also. But I think even more so potentially in this one um, because of the stunt work. Yeah. Uh, the practical effects. Uh, I mean, just like, you know, you get a guy who is an amputee, you dress him up like T-1000, and then you put little frozen pieces, and then they have mercury on, on the ground, yep. and they're blowing it with leaf blowers. Blowers. And, you know, like all that they're doing to make it look like a liquid dude. Is actually coming back together. Yes. And yeah. and people people nowadays, a lot of reviews nowadays, you, you go on YouTube, you listen to people review movies, and they talk about the CGI. They talk about practical effects. Dude, if you really want to appreciate some practical effects, go back and watch Terminator 2. Yes, because 100%. every scene in this, it's, it is just a masterpiece. Peace. And it, it's given us one of the greatest gifts ever, GIFs. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know how to pronounce it. GIFs or GIFs, where... It's Anakin Skywalker in episode one yeah. where he's on the pod racer's hands. Right? It's like, it's working. It's working. And then it cuts to the scene of Sarah Connor in her dream holding on to the gate <laughs> and just her skeleton just getting blown away. Yeah. That's great. And so then apparently the film. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. And then the, the second one, and it's referenced so much, is a final scene with the Terminator when he's going into the lava oh. and his hand sticks out and it just goes into the thumb. Yeah. I mean, like they did that in the Ghostbusters. Um, Resurrection or whatever the last Ghostbusters ones that we uh, we they did the thumbs up yeah when one of the uh, marshmallow men really was like getting burnt and like into like the liquid marshmallow <laughs> his, his hand goes up into a thumb that's where grown men cry up. yeah oh that's my god grown. yeah well and and I t- oh uh, what was I gonna say I had something. <laughs> I don't know. What would you what did you say about the first one? Well, it wasn't the the Sarah Connor the and the it's working. Oh, oh, the nuclear blast. So yeah. apparently the uh special effects guys actually studied real uh yeah. footage of nuclear blasts. So that so the one recreated in that scene is one of the most realistic depictions of a of a nuclear explosion yes. of what it would look like with the heat hitting you first and then the shock, shock wave, wave yeah. and, which is 
utterly terrifying. Like, I'm, if you want to be scared of, of real-world nuclear weapons, that scene will scare you, man. That, 100%. Yeah, that's some scary I mean, stuff. I, and you get why she's a doomsday prepper. So another another back, I love all this back behind the scenes stuff. The, we got, we got time for one more. Okay. So it took, I think, eight months to film this. Um, I think it was what it was. And, and, uh, Schwarzenegger had to like take a break somewhere because he went and filmed Conan the Barbarian and then he came back and filmed the rest of Terminator. So it was so long that the, uh, Edward Furlong who plays John Connor. Yeah. He, the kid kept growing. I mean, yeah. if, if you look at this movie, so he's in the middle of like, and they shot this really like out 15, of order, right? Yeah. right? Oh yeah. So yeah. like the desert scenes is what they shot first. Yeah. So yeah. you can see like, he's really young. Yes. And yes. then, and the other scenes, he looks a lot older and they actually had to go in and in post-production change his voice. Yes, they did. They yeah. had to like, like, uh, like make it squeakier. And, uh, there were scenes where like, they actually had to dig a hole. Like, and he had to stand in a hole. Um, because he'd gotten too tall. tall? Oh my yeah. gosh. If, if I didn't you know go, that one. Yeah, go back and watch this movie and you notice, you can notice that he looks different and, ages in different scenes. And Arnold Schwarzenegger even talks that he was frustrated with that too. Yeah. Because he didn't know how to act in certain scenes. He's like, well, how human am I? Because the whole entire point was he starts as the Terminator robot. Yeah. And by the end, he's about as human as, as a human can be, yeah. or as a robot can be. And there's like scenes where he's like a straight up, like just dead, you know, emotionally dead robot. Yeah. And then the next scene, he's like, kind of like a, a human and like laughing and having fun. Yeah. And then he goes back to it and it's because he just, there was no like on a scale of one to 10 in this scene, where am I in the humanity <laughs> yeah, level? Yeah. yeah. How much <laughs> emotional intelligence do I have? So apparently, okay, last thing, apparently Edward Furlong, the, the real life actor, like uh-huh. he grew up without a dad also. So he had the, the daddy issues that John Connor, the character had, right? Daddy. Sorry. So, daddy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So he, so, and he needed a dad. So the Terminator became his dad. Well, the real life Edward Furlong was the same way. And the real life Arnold Schwarzenegger like bonded with him in that. And Linda Hamilton, who plays uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah Connor, she has said in interviews, she said it was so cringe watching them interact because Edward Furlong looked up to Schwarzenegger and would like ask him for advice and was like a little kid following him around. But Schwarzenegger was giving him all the worst advice. Oh, God. Like he was giving all this advice on women and stuff. Yeah. And, and she said like they bonded so well because they were the same age. <laughs> But it's like Schwarzenegger just giving him the worst advice oh my about gosh. women. <laughs> that is that does not surprise me <laughs> in the least. All right, is it time? It is. All right, it's trivia time. I think we need to fix the uh, soundboard. It's uh, everything's sounding like really low for Was some reason. Was it quiet? Reason. That that seemed quiet to we me. We got a new we got a new cable plugged in. Yeah, so we got to figure some stuff out. Hey, hey, who, who who's doing it today? Oh, that's right, Brando. Is it me? You're sp- spinning the <sighs> wheel of shit. Damn. Thank you for reminding me. I totally forgot about it. I don't want to get on that stupid fucking hot sauce that's again. It. <laughs> You land on hot sauce so often. I do. I swear, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. All do right, it. Brando, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Right, here if we it go. goes on hot sauce, we're gonna give you something else. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It's gonna be something worse. What Whitney is... Houston. Oh, you spin it again. You've done Whitney Houston. Have I done? Yeah. We've we've both done Whitney Houston. Okay. Give it, yeah. I'll give spin it, it again. Uh... I don't. I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> Whitney. Oh. What the fuck? I guess you have to do Whitney Houston. All right. Give me. Give me Whitney. Give me a little bit of Whitney for All reference. Right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Okay, same key, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, ready? You ready? Hit us with it. 
dude. Yeah, I, it's spot on. I felt spot my, on. my testicles retract into <laughs> my body. That's <laughs> not what's hard to do. All right, do. well, last week for the- uh, I apologize Black Panther you. Wakanda Forever, I got four, you got two. Yes. Uh, it is 32 to 34 right now. Okay. I'm I, in the lead. I have- I have five questions. I have five questions as well. Okay. I have six, but the sixth one we'll, we'll have some fun with. All right. Uh, well, you go first then. Okay. In Terminator 2, what animal did Sir Robert Patrick Stewart base his performance off of? Robert Patrick Stewart? <laughs> Sir Robert Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> his name is not Patrick Stewart. It's Robert Patrick. That's Captain Picard. <laughs> yeah, but it's Sir Robert Patrick Stewart. Okay. Okay, what was the question again? <laughs> what animal? Yeah, so there's an animal that uh, <laughs> Robert Patrick uh, based his performance of the T two of the T one thousand on, and we actually did a talk about this in the Arm Schwarzenegger episode. Okay, um, what animal? Yeah, it's a predator. I can see, I can see like a panther type predator. Okay, but he doesn't really pounce though. No. Is it is it a shark? It is a shark. Oh, yeah, because like you see it in they talk about it in the scene in the arcade where he's going around from kid to kid. Yeah, and he's like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen?" And then he makes eye contact with John Connor and just that like dead stare and just going straight at him. He's like, "That's how a shark would hunt you." Oh man, oh man, and I don't think he blinks either. Like, no, I, don't, I don't think he ever blinks either. Okay, here we go. All right, um, of the three sequels. Today, we talk okay. about Terminator 2, The Dark Knight, and Aliens. Okay. Which one of these sequels earned an Oscar while its original, the, the first movie, didn't? Um, it, that one is Aliens. Uh, it's Terminator 2. Oh, really? Yeah, because the first Alien won an Oscar. Oh, shit, it did. And Batman Begins okay. uh, was nominated. Okay. I think it won, an, uh, won. But with the first Terminator wasn't even nominated at all. But Terminator 2 won. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Sigourney Weaver was nominated for an Oscar for Aliens, and it marked uh, a big significant moment. She she was nominated for Best Actress. Uh-huh. What was that pivotal thing about this moment? The nomination? Mm-hmm. I mean, was it like... Is that was that the category best actress? Yes, yeah, so she got nominated for best actress for the movie Aliens, uh-huh. and this is the first time something like this has ever happened. I mean, was it the first time like a woman was like the lead in a movie, like the the like she won an Oscar for like being the lead? No, that doesn't make sense. I know that's I know that's why I'm like questioning. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Um, it's the first time. Yeah, it's like a big. It's a bit. This was a big thing for women. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, man. All right, here it is. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, so it's the first time that a woman ever got nominated for Best Actress for an action or horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they make women like in romance movies, movies and, and like yeah. This. Yeah. Go Ripley. Yeah, man. no joke, right? All right. This one's tough. This one, okay. I think, is the yeah. hardest one on here. Okay. Um, In Terminator 2, the famous phrase... Hasta la vista, baby. Mm-hmm. Is Spanish, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But in the Spanish version of the movie, what is that phrase translated to instead? Because so, they don't just keep it as Spanish, right? So they translate it to a different language. Oh, gosh. And it, when you hear it, it'll sound obvious. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a catchphrase. 
They, so you ask me what language they translate it to? Yeah, and you would know that, like, because Oslovisa is like, yeah, yeah, goodbye, baby. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, um, but they, German? It's not German. Oh, okay. It's uh, Sayonara, baby. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That's the Spanish version. Yeah. Okay. Sayonara. But doesn't that yeah. still sound like a catchphrase? Because yeah, that Sayonara is uh, that's Japanese, right? Yeah. You don't. I don't know. <laughs> I really. I'm not going to even try. I should have uh, looked this up. It's yeah. Japanese. Okay. Uh, I, I apologize. Right. I don't speak Japanese. Terminator Two. Oh no. We'll go. Well, I'll do one each. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go for Dark Knight. How many days did it take the Dark Knight to beat Batman Begins in the box office? Days. That's your hint. How many days? Days did it take the Dark Knight to beat the box office success? I bet it wasn't long. I bet uh, it was the uh, first uh, so weekend. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, uh, nationally. So domestically, not internationally. Domestically. Okay. Well, can I get close? Uh, I, I think it's the first weekend. I, I need, a, I, I need a number weekend. of. I need an exact number. How many days? Days. Oh, I mean, you're going to get Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I don't think this was, I think this was before the Thursday era, or maybe it was the Thursday era. How many days? So was it three days? This no. opening weekend? It took six days oh, man. for it to beat its domestic box office success of Batman In Begins. In six days, it beat Batman yeah. Begins. Wow. Yeah. Well, it went on to be just huge. It, it I think it was is. the largest at the time. All right. Um, okay, this is a little, this is, it takes a little mm-hmm. explaining, Okay. Sometimes a movie will record sound effects live while filming. Okay. Like when you take footsteps, when you sit in a chair, all that stuff. And that's just your live sound effects. But Foley work is where a sound designer creates the sound effects in a studio after shooting. And you should watch, like there's YouTube videos of of those people of of Foley doing that. And it's so cool to watch them do this. Yeah, like instead of your actual footsteps being recorded, it's like a guy in a studio later on, like with feet. Yeah, that's called Foley work. Okay. Which of these three movies had almost every single sound in it as Foley work? As Foley work? Yeah. Almost every single sound in the movie was Foley work. It was not recorded live. It was a guy in a studio later on doing sound effects. Terminator 2, The Dark Knight, Uh, or Aliens? uh, Aliens. It is Terminator 2. Oh, man. Yeah. I, dude, oh, I, have I not gotten one? I have not gotten one right. Almost every single sound in that movie. Like, there's even like belt buckle sounds. Yeah. Like, when Arnold's wearing a leather jacket and he moves and stuff. Uh, like, it's basic okay. stuff. And all of that was Foley work later on. Isn't that wow. crazy? All right. All right. Terminator 2 was the first American movie to break this international box office record. Okay. Sorry, start over again. Terminator 2 yeah. broke the previous record for international success in the box office. Okay. What was the original number? For the original box office. Yeah. So it had to break this it, it had to break this number and it did. <coughs> for international, so not domestic, just international. Okay. Uh was it like a hundred million? Three hundred million. Three hundred million. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I can't remember what the movie was, but anyways. 300 million. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 crazy. And of course, now that's like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Like, right. Okay. Is this your last question? No, I have two more. Okay. All right. Uh, the Dark Knight mm-hmm. has a ton of Oscar nominations. Yes. Which comic book movie finally beat it 
with more Oscar nominations. With more Oscar nominations. Yeah. Comic book movie. That came along afterwards. It finally got m- more Oscar nominations than The Dark Knight. Batman v Superman. <laughs> uh, do you really not want to guess no I'm gonna guess okay uh, the only thing that that makes sense would be Endgame okay it's not Endgame it's Joker oh that oh god damn it that's okay isn't that crazy yeah it's the right. Batman movie and the yeah, only one that about the Joker, the Joker. Yeah. yeah isn't that crazy I just thought that was neat okay jeez alright there has been one actor that has been killed by a Terminator Killed by an alien and killed by a predator. Whoa. I think I asked this question in the Arnold Schwarzenegger episode as well. Huh? What actor is it? Okay. And a predator? Mm hmm. Killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. Is it Bill Paxton? It is Bill Paxton. Yes! Game over, man! <laughs> game over! That's a fuck ton of aliens, man! <laughs> so he was, in, he was one of the thugs in the first Terminator. Yeah, one of the one of the yeah, one, one of the, the punks. punk thugs. Yeah. He was obviously uh in Aliens and then he's in Predator 2 as I couldn't remember that. That was a total yeah. guess. Yeah. I could not remember yeah. him in Predator. He's in Predator 2. As do you know what he is? I he's could... one of the cops. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, I think he's Danny Glover's partner. Predator 2. What a movie, uh, man. Not a great sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Did not make it on the list yeah. on the episode. Okay, here's my final one. My uh, final one. Okay. Uh, Joker's makeup in the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Joker's makeup was partially inspired by this other movie character. Ironically, because here's a hint. Ironically, the actor portraying that character also died while filming. Filming a movie. It, 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 the movie where he's wearing the makeup. Where he's wearing the makeup. Yeah, the Joker makeup was inspired by this other movie character's makeup. And that other movie character, the actor who played that, he also died. Dude, these are that. great questions. I know, right? You've been up in your game, and Thank I'm you. very upset right now because it is 2-0, and I, I legitimately have no idea about this one. Uh, You're going to kick yourself because, oh, man. I would Honestly, I was going to say because it kind of looks like the Andre the Giant obey Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing that so, but it I don't. That's not right. Do you want me to give you? I'll give you. It's like, okay, like nineties, early nineties, early nineties. I think like early to mid nineties. Early to mid nineties. An actor died while filming a movie, uh-huh. and they're wearing makeup that that later on inspired the Joker's makeup in this movie. I oh, want man. you to get it so bad. Oh, is it Brandon Lee? Oh, it is. <laughs> it is in the Crow. Oh my god! I was like sitting there. I was like clown makeup because I, I was just thinking of the scars. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, clown makeup. I was like, oh, Brandon Lee died in the early nineties. Yeah, in thank the, you, in the Brando. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for that hint. And that's another great movie. If you haven't seen, because he's wearing the white face yeah. makeup with like black like liner and eye stuff, and sequel? lipstick stuff. Not a great sequel. Yeah, yeah. No. another one that's not great. We really <laughs> should do like the worst sequel of all time. We should, and we of course it's Temple of Doom. <laughs> what <laughs> Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? It is. Well, no, I, it's it's bad. But I it's, was gonna say it was the weakest, but then they came out with Crystal Skull. <laughs> what, what was that? I was gonna say it was the weakest. No, but they came out with what? The, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't remember. You All know right. they're coming out with a new one. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. After it's, my it, my brother has read the script and says it's terrible. Oh no, yeah. no! Yeah. Yeah. It's got the woman from Fleabag in it. She's fantastic. It was like Phoebe something. <laughs> Fleabag? What's Fleabag? It's a, it's a show. It's like a British show. 
and she stars in it. It's it's a Phoebe wonderful Waller Bridge. Yes, 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 and she's amazing, and it's so funny and interesting. It's one of those oh, like, yeah. dramedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was uh, only two seasons, and yep. then they stopped because the story was done. She's amazing. Indiana Jones Five comes out next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that was my. Was that your last one? No, wait. no. I got one more question. Okay, Harvey Dent. Can he be trusted? <laughs> um. Well, you know, you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. So <laughs> I'll give you a point for that one. So there's this great series on YouTube with Pete Holmes called Batman, and it's making fun of the Nolan movies. Oh, uh, and oh, he, wait, is this like the where they? He's like an idiot. It's like a college humor thing. Yeah, it's college humor, and Batman is just an idiot. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's like a scene with like uh, Scarecrow like douses him with fear gas, and he's like. He just starts like, uh, Girl Scouts. No, I don't want to eat your cookies. Roombas. Is this the one too where like he's he's like breaking people's spines? Yeah, he's killing. He's legitimately killing people. He's not. He's not dead. He's He's just just asleep. He's just. Oh, I see where you're confused here. I'm so good at fighting. They have to take a nap. (laughs) Well, and and the guy, it's like Pat Oswalt. It pushes on his lips so much that is he makes like a duck (laughs) face. But if you watch the movie, like. Clearly, the mask does not fit Christian Bale. No, like I don't know what they were thinking. Like, why is it? That's why they did the second one. They try to change it up the mask a little bit. (laughs) No, the whole suit. Man, yeah, it's watch it. College humor. Pete Holmes, bad man. I quote it all the time. It's hilarious. (laughs) But he does that. It's like he just like all of a sudden he'll just be looking at uh, a commissioner Gordon's like Harvey Dent. Can he be trusted? All right, All right well, Brando, you won three to one. You have tied it at thirty-five to thirty-five now. The what? I thought I thought for sure I took the lead. Uh, yeah, I'll be spinning the wheel. Oh well, we didn't have a guest today. Uh, we have had some recent like amazing guests. Yeah, um, let's, let's shout out Nick on Tabletop. Yes, Tabletop. We got to mention him again yeah. because our episode is actually coming out here in a few days. Yes. So uh, two episodes ago, we did the uh, the, the greatest Thanksgiving. Film franchise of all time. Oh. Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious. Oh, and we had, yeah. You, you got to hit the button. You got to. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't have friends. I got family. <laughs> so good. Uh, and Nick Perrin from uh, Tabletop was on with us, and he was absolutely hilarious. Yes. Uh, and he does uh, a D&D podcast that's talking about d d It's like help, It's like helping people out. You well, ask questions yeah. and they give advice and, and things like that. And he's interviewing like real <laughs> actual people. Like PhD candidates and like the guy who invented uh the monster of the week and stuff like monster that. Monster of the week. He he's talking with like a physicist that yeah. knows how like worlds are created. You know what he told me? Like cause I asked him, I was like, how do you get all these amazing guests? He goes, dude, I just DM people like yeah. online and I ask and they say yes. yes. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, we should probably get a Twitter going. And then us. And then there's us. <laughs> But we, our episode is going to be on Yes. It. And, and, dude, we had a blast. We had a blast. Man. And it, it's about, uh, like, how to keep, like, new, how to get new players, in tr- like, interested in D&D yeah. and keeping people involved while at the table. If, and it was great. If you're interested in D&D, even if you're not, like, give it a listen because yeah. it's just fun. Like, we were sitting around. We'll have we a link just, in the show notes. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's called Table Topped. Yeah, Table Topped. With an ED at the end. Uh, and before we get into our final closing statement, this episode is releasing on Thanksgiving, and I just want to say from the bottom of both Brando and I's hearts, yes. like we are absolutely so thankful for our community that listens to us every single week, uh, gives us advice and all that. So like honestly, to everyone that keeps on listening to us, we appreciate you so much and just thank you. 
yes. for, for keeping this show alive. Dude, I'm I'm listing you as something I'm thankful for. And I mean that as you, Owen, and you, the listener, <laughs> listener yeah. as something I'm thankful for. Um, and as we're doing the Helios Network and as we're growing and bringing on new shows, uh, I just think it's so cool that we can just kind of put stuff out in the world and people connect with it. Yeah. yeah. And that I think is cool. And we, we got, like you said, uh, we're doing uh, I'll, be, I'll Be Careful, You'll Be Dead. Dead, yes. Which is a new Star Wars Master podcast. And debaters, Master and Debaters. Race of Truth. Master and Debaters is your new favorite podcast. 100%. I promise uh, you. So it's this releasing on Thanksgiving. They are officially going to be releasing the first or second week of December. Ooh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. It, it's it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Banter and Such. Next week, Brando, what are we talking about? Next week, we are having the folks from Venture Forth. Yes, on. another D&D podcast. Another D&D but podcast. But this is an actual play podcast. We've given them three topics to choose, choose We from. let them choose. Yeah. And we haven't yet heard back, back from them. <laughs> uh, so we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. But we have Venture Forth. Uh, they're an absolutely amazing actual play D&D podcast. Yes, you're going to uh, want to check out. Yes, they're very, very high production. It's like listening to an audio drama. They're legit. Like yeah. we're, getting, we're totally like punching above our weight. But you know what now. happens after that episode? What? The G. Eagle Semper Spectacular! Oh, get ready, y'all. Yeah, we're getting get back ready, in y'all. my least favorite time of the year. We're getting in the spirit of Bah I'm a, Humbug. Yeah, I'm a Grinch. <laughs> you are! <laughs> Owen Scroogeberg. <laughs> Owen Land Grinch Scroogeberg. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And until next time, may your week be filled with BS. BS.